All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos on this R&B Friday, 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro Do Bell Tequila Studios. Um, all right, keeping it going. So before we leave that game last night, so yeah, this is the one thing I keep preaching that you just want to pray and say a little prayers that your you, you know your team that you have rooting interest for and coaches that have got jobs on the line. You want to pray that you come out healthy. Well, the defending NFC champions wasn't so lucky about that last night. I know their cornerback has gone with an Achilles. Is that correct, Jonas? Yeah, McPherson is done for the season with the with an Achilles injury. Um, I think they've got. I mean, like I told you, man, Philly is deep. I mean, they've they've got like they're like you know two thousand and fifteen, fourteen, like Alabama deep. Like like they're like they're like two, three, five star players deep for, for the most part. And how they've done that, you again, that's why I say they're the third they're one of the three organizations in the NFL that I'll keep hammering home that everybody else is chasing. Okay? The Kansas City Chiefs, the 49ers, and also the Philadelphia Eagles. So you you don't want to lose anybody with an Achilles, especially the corner corner position, um, in a you know meaningless game. I mean, and I hate saying that because I think these preseason games, I think we need to get away with the whole meaningless. I, I mean, I and you know, when you hear even a Patrick Mahomes that's going to play for pretty much the whole first half in a preseason too, like if anybody knows the offense, and I understand there's different receiver, a couple new receivers, but anybody knows that offense by the back of their hand, and I understand Andy's always adding stuff. It's Patrick, but they're going in because you know what Patrick said? It's part of that culture you're winning that it matters. Like, I don't care if you – regardless if you're the guy that's going to get cut off the one cut. If you're out there in the third or fourth quarter, you want to try to win these games. Again, you can say they don't matter, and Coach Harbaugh in Baltimore, they won, what, 24 straight, 23 or 24 straight preseason games. But Philly left banged up. So my whole point is I think they can kind of – survived that a little bit that they lost two other guys who else did they go these end up not being season ending injuries yeah on, on a lighter set of news uh, the Eagles tweeting out this afternoon uh, that last night's game against the Browns wide receiver Tyree Cleveland and defensive tackle Moro Ajormo uh, both uh, suffered injuries that required immediate treatment on the field. Remember, they took them out on stretchers. Yeah. Uh, both pay- players were responsive and had full function in all extremities on the field. Cleveland has since been diagnosed with a concussion and a neck sprain, and Ajormo has been diagnosed with a concussion. So they're looking at a full recovery for both um, You know, in, 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 in a short time. But... Uh, it, Ugly situations. Anytime yeah. you have to pull out the backboard, yeah, I mean you're just you're, yeah. you're putting up a prayer. Yeah, uh, and for those to turn out to be concussions, uh, pretty fortunate today. Yeah, they dodged one. Uh, they dodged one, and the thing of it is, is again they're trying to, you know, they've got it up again. They're up against it regardless because the the history just does not bode well for the team that loses the Super Bowl. Okay, especially for the NFC losing Super Bowl representative. But I've told you, I haven't preached that as much as I did last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Because I believe in their leader and their quarterback. I know what he's cut from. And the thing is, I don't think he's going to allow them. He's just too hungry. He's not going to allow them to let that carry over into that. So the Eagles, I think, starting off, you know, you got a little minor setback. You know, they got one preseason game. I think it will be a little bit, you know, probably maybe gunshot a little bit for them going into the last one uh, because of that. It's just, you know, 
know, you get spooked. You know, a NASCAR driver, you get in a wreck, you're going to feel a certain way when you get back and going around them circles once again. So you got to kind of ease into it. Um, one thing I did know, uh, my man, uh, man named Nick Sirianni, he kind of came out and said, look, Mariota's our number two quarterback. You know, I like coaches that, well, why, why tiptoe around it? You know, why, why play with it? You know, why do that? Just go and say, hey, he's our number two. Now, I've seen some good things from Mariota for these first two weeks, and I've seen some bad things. But he's keeping a job. And Nick said, hey, he's our number two. And that's probably because, look, he's picked up the offense a little quicker. He's, he's a veteran, and we could probably do things more with him kind of keeping the system the same with Jalen Hurts if we went to our other rookie third, which has looked pretty good, by the way, in their two preseason games as well, too. But that's the way I take that. Speaking of, before we get into um, the other preseason, because I'm going to tell you, there's two preseason games, I believe, that's going to have the most eyes and most attention on them this this week. And I hadn't even gone through all the lineup. I've, ga- I've glanced through most of it, but I'm going to tell you the two that's going to have all eyes on them for the most, I think, in week, season, uh, week uh, preseason two. But um, before we go into that as well, when I talk about Nick Sirianni coming out and saying, hey, Mariota, he's our number two, really squashing it and deadening it, okay? Ron Rivera, we just talked about Ron Rivera yesterday. Go listen to the podcast, sportsgroundonline.com. And I came on these airways across these regions up in the Colorado mountains, and I told you that Ron Rivera has to be the worst head coach handling quarterback competitions. And after the debacle last season between Heineke and Carson Wentz, I mean, Washington Commanders was in a heated playoff race, just shocking everybody. And for whatever reason, we're going to go back to Carson. I don't know if he was just feeling bad because he had just thrown Carson Wentz off three, I mean, under the bus three or four weeks prior to that. He has just basically handled it horribly. And I told you yesterday, they should have been announcing how would be the starter. And what do you know? This morning, Ron Rivera decides to say, Hal is the starting quarterback. And you had an interesting question to me, like, hey, is this Ron again listening to the media? Possibly. I've told you Ron Rivera got rabbit ears. He does. Don't know. I mean, the the only reason, and I hate to keep killing this man because he's a good man. He's a cancer survivor. But the only reason why him and Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Rio shouldn't even have a job anymore. And I ain't, this has nothing to do with the January 6th comments. This has everything to do with one of the worst. He hasn't recovered from one of the worst defensive game plans I've ever seen in a divisional round game when he was the head defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. And they had a guy by the name of Andrew Luck that used to love playing football until an organization just ruined him. And he had the worst game plan ever. He's been, he's been garbage ever since, but he keeps a job. Good old boy network. And I used to cut for Jack and him and his leather jackets in South Florida, 80 degrees, and Jack Del Rio got a damn leather jacket on. But the bottom line is Ron Rivera, look, you know, the new ownership and everything, but this is a coaching staff as collective. They are coaching for the job. The only person that's probably going to be saved on this coaching staff and retained if it doesn't go right will probably be Eric B., And probably that's going to have a lot to do with magic. (laughs) Okay, when it comes down to it. Because if they go belly up, you got a clean slate going all the way. You got a clean from top to bottom. 
877-37-GRIND. All right, so the two preseason games, I believe, in my opinion, that are going to have the most eyes on them, of course, is Chicago at Indy. Because I think the Anthony Richardson thing has all of a sudden come very intriguing for just football fans in general. What is this freak of nature cannibal arm going to look like? And the reason why I'm bringing it up, and I know that it's going to be probably the most watched game or the most paid attention game broken down on NFL Network, four-letter network, Fox, is because of Anthony Richardson and the upside. Now, the one thing I'll be looking for, and I've always had this philosophy, you know, they always say the most popular guy on the team in any town in the National Football League is the backup quarterback. I don't care whether you're drafted fourth. I don't care where you're at. When you are named the starter, it's a different it, – it's, it's like a different thing. Like, you're the man now. And I gave this example the other day. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the perfect example. You know what? He was all world. He had to come out of the bullpen. Oh, he went three, four weeks week straight. Three touchdown, two, doing the sword, big old beard, bumping heads with linemen. You name his ass the starter, all of a sudden pick six, pick six, fumble. So I think Anthony Richardson is cut for something very special. I've been listening to how he talks. I don't think that he thinks the moment is going to be too big for him. He just said, hey, I don't know if I'm ready. We're going to find out. I think that this is, I mean, obviously I'm rooting for the young man, but keep in mind, Ursay, Ballard, and Steichen then signed off on this. This guy has like barely 10 college, 11, somewhere around their college starts. A little milk on the tongue. Has a lot of upside. Yes, very raw. Okay. But I'll tell you, everything they're doing with the Jonathan Taylor, which we didn't get to yesterday, he was sent home again the other day with an excuse absence. I'm telling you right now, they said that it had nothing to do with the contracts, not football related. I don't believe that. You can look at, I can look at Jonathan Taylor walk around with his t-shirt on at camp, and I can just look at his face, and I can just tell, like, you know, what did Marshawn Lynch said? I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's pretty much where JT's at. So they're like, look, man, because you're trying, Steichen is taking a very young coaching staff. I mean, my man Gus Bradley is the only – he's got to be the most veteran guy on this staff. And they're retaining him because he was the defensive coordinator. He's been a head coach before. But when you're a young coach, you're coming in, you have to really – you're trying to mold your personality and structure the way you want that team to be. And it's very hard when you have the best player on the team, not a happy camper. And that's what they have. So I believe it's a bunch of BS about this being non-contract related. I think they mutually agree. Like, look, man, you just need to go away from here. That's number one. But I think Anthony Richardson, due to the fact that he's been named not the starter this week against preseason two against Chicago, we're going to we're not going to see Justin Fields, which to me. OK, but we saw him last week, so he's got some action, but I think the young guy should be playing. But anyway, but we're not going to see Justin Fields, but that's still going to be the number one game. I think that's most people going to have their eyes to because Anthony Richardson. But I'm seeing how does he look compared against Buffalo that week two, knowing you're going to be the starter even week one when Trevor Lawrence and the boys come in, a.k.a. Sunshine. Strong side, weak side, everything. Okay. Game number two. San Francisco hosting the Denver Broncos. And why will that be? Because of the quarterback situation, the doubt that's out there, and most of the media want to bury Russell Wilson alive. 
alive. I saw Bart Scott this morning and basically just pretty much paraphrasing him saying, hey, you know, Russ is cooked. And I believe Sean Payton is going to have to pretty much apologize to Nathaniel Hackett here soon. And don't 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 forget the demise of Russ started even before he left Seattle. People are just coming on to kick by the pile and hope that this man stays down. That's the reason why I think it's going to be a lot of scrutiny to this. But see, that's the that's the headliner. See, if you're really looking into this team and then this resurgence or this trying to, you know, get back respectable, come from the ashes of depth of being back to one of the most respected organizations in the National Football League. The thing that's all eyes on me is this NFL, uh, this so-called NFL offensive line that they're supposed to have. Three guys getting paid very handsomely. One still won't be there. McGlitchy, you've got to have continuity to get an offensive line in one sync, man. You can't get a church choir singing on all the same notes if somebody keeps missing rehearsal. Okay? If Miss Betty Jackson keep coming late, I'm like, honey, I'm late again. Well, we keep singing off cue every Sunday because your ass is always late from cooking pies or something, Betty. You got McGlitchy's going to be out again. But he, there's three guys making. So what I want to see against this 49 er front Minus Bosa, by the way, because I don't think he's got his bread yet. I think Bosa ain't showed up yet still. They haven't had, he hadn't been there. So without one of the best pass rushers in the game, they still got depth in that D-line. I want to see this offensive line against that 49ers D-line. They've got to have some good, they've got to build some good mojo going into that week one game against the Vegas Raiders. And on top of that, and what's the translation of that is what I would like to see also. This is going to be the return of Javante Williams. Ten months from basically tearing his knee up. Now, I'm usually not comfortable with a guy today lose a knee brace. Now, I know Javante, from what I've seen and what I've heard, he's got kind of knee brace on. Now, Sean said they're playing 25 to 30 snaps, I think he said, or 35. That's a lot of snaps for a week two preseason game. So the scrutiny of them taking a while, the third or fourth drive to get in the end zone, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this because I think until, until Russ is behind center with the offense that averages at least 24 points a game, he is going to be picked apart left and right. And a lot of it has to do just because who he is and everybody has discovered since he came out of Kurt Cobain country and nobody really covered Seattle on a national level until they were going to the Legion of Boom unless Marshawn said something or Richard Sherman's ass said something. He tried me. I'm the best. Until he went, nobody cared. You know, that's Kurt Cobain country up there. Russ has been like this since he's been up there. But since he's been in organization Denver, it becomes what's the word I keep hearing trending with? It's cringy. He's cringy. He says a lot of cringy things. He is under a microscope. He needs that line to protect. And this whole situation with timing. You know, another thing, too, on the cool, and, and I like to bring this up, even people like, so what, Calvin? I like it because I know where it started. Because Bill Parcells used to do this. Bill Parcells, whenever he would take these jobs, Bill made a lot of money in regards to a later in his career where he would just go, you know, when he went from the Jet, the Giants and the Jets, then the Patriots won him. And then, you know, he took a, you know, an advisory role, got paid, I think, like two million at the time, just to have an advisory role to the Dolphins after he retired. When Bill was a coach and he would go from one place to one place, what would we do? He grabbed a few of those guys from the locker room, bring with them. Sean has he's they signed a running back this week. Sean is up to eight former New Orleans Saints players that's in that locker room. 
Curtis Martin used to be the guy to, bar to follow Bill Parcells everywhere. On the defensive side, what was my man's name? Brian Cox. Brian Cox and Curtis Martin. Go Google it. If you're youngsters out there, go Google it. Those used to be two individuals that would follow him wherever he went. Sean is from that tree. And when you bring in about eight saints, now there's one that is just basically, I think it's Callaway. One of them is just, he might be on the bubble. Uh, because he's having a hard time basically in camp from what I'm hearing from the receiver position. Uh, but when you do that, that's somebody you want guys to basically be able to carry the message and been with you that long to know exactly how you deal with things and through adversity, whatever. I think that's very key. One of the key ones is going to be Adam Trotman, the tight end that was with Sean for one year. That one year before Sean retired, Trotman, he basically had a good, decent year with that. He's brought them over. That's a run blocking tight end. Dolich is going to be that joker, as Sean said. I think the kid from UCLA, he was probably one of the little bright spots on a bad, horrible offense last year. But I think Adam Trotman is probably one of the key ones that he's brought over. But we'll see. It'll be a lot to talk about. We'll see how they look, offense and offensive line. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here for the Maestro Dobell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos, 877-37-GRIND is your number. And today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Penland Whiskey. Penland Whiskey is an oak barrel whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before boiling glacier-fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Penland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste 
and a rich complex flavor. That is Penland Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And don't forget, it's an official sponsor of the PBR Velocity Tour, which is the uh, professional bull riding tour as well. And it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind as well also. Penland Whiskey. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so tonight we get the weekend action of preseason football, um, you know, going. We have the Carolina Panthers going to the G-Man, the Giants. Um, In this game, you know, look, what does the number one overall pick look like in the second one? You know, I, I thought he looked kind of comfortable. You you disagree. You thought that he looked kind of shook out there a little too little. I mean, that's going to be a narrative with him, but I thought he was decisive what he wanted to do with the ball. Um, and really, you, you have to wonder, I mean, because look, you know, I was, I was very close of probably coming forward where I had made my mind up that I was going to pick the Panthers to win the South. Uh, because of the way they finished last season and the way they ran the ball, the way their defense, I think their defense is underrated. But I will tell you this, after seeing the Saints one game and one drive and just reminding, uh, getting to a chance to remind myself on what kind of talent they still have on the defensive side of things, um, I'm probably leaning toward the Saints division, especially because the other uncertainty and young quarterback play and transition, whatever you want to say with Tampa and the Rams, the well, the Rams in the West, but the whole situation in regards to Tampa and then you have the Bucks. But to me... One of the things Frank Wright, I will say, is going to be under a little pressure because, you know, over the last couple years, I thought personally some of Frank's teams with the Colts, they became a little soft. And, and you know, look, Frank's a good man. You know, I think this is a perfect organization where he's right up there in that Bible belt because Frank will read scriptures to you, uh, you know, him and Carson. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, the culture and the tough, this is a barbaric type of sport. So I'm going to see how they come out their second one uh, and see how it goes because they, they didn't look as, and it's again, it's a preseason and people, and, and Frank Wright is an offensive-minded coach. He was an offensive coordinator. They're going to be more vanilla than anything. You know, sometimes you even get a defensive coordinator that want to dial back and don't show their hand, but you get sometimes defensive coordinator, they're going to play aggressive how they're going to do once we count these games. But offensive-minded coach is a little bit more vanilla. So I'm interested to see what the number two overall, uh, the number one overall pick is going to look like. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, again, we know the story with them. You know, uh, Burrow, I'm anticipating. I, there's a chance he could be out there week one. We know what his wide receiver wants him to do. He wants him to stay out till he's 100% healthy, but but again, that's, you know, I know Jamar Chase is the man, but I say, hey, brother, that's above your pay grade, bro. You know? Like, I probably couldn't be an owner because I, some of these guys, and I know you got a column, but that's one of those I pick up. I'm like, hey, Jamar, you, you, you team doctor now? You just running go routes. Like, let us handle this. But anyway, came they too sensitive now. I want out of here. Trade me. But Cincinnati. I think when you look at this, they got the Falcons. The story is really the Falcons in this matchup. I mean, we know what we you know we're not judging Cincinnati till they have Joe on the field. We know what Cincinnati's about. Um, they'll be there when the dust ends and settles if if they're healthy enough. But I think with Atlanta, a lot of questions is what is Ridman? I mean, what what is he going to be? Is he going to be you know he played at Cincinnati? He was a Bearcat. You know, he was drafted by them, had Mariota in there. They decided to put him in toward the end of the season. Uh, this year, he's the number one guy going forward. I think that this team uh, with Arthur Smith as the head coach, I believe. You know, there's a, speaking of that, 
you know, I came across a story, and I'll paraphrase you a little bit of it, but Arthur Smith, which I forgot, it's like, yo, how lucky can you be? His dad, if people didn't know, his dad is the founder of FedEx, okay? Yeah, FedEx, the one that delivers things to you to say you want second day air, you want third day, the father of the founder of FedEx. Well, he told a story the other day in regards to the fact that his dad, okay, was in a situation, I'm pretty sure this is early on in the company's years, that he didn't know if he was going to be able to make payroll. So he took a trip to, to Vegas and played blackjack for 18 hours and ended up winning 30 grand to basically go and do that. Now, part of me when I said this, say, Arthur, why are you telling this story, man? Like, I mean, you're the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. But why are you even putting this out here? Do you know how many degenerates that you just probably put out to be like, you know what, man? This guy's the CEO of FedEx. He said he played with a style that was a no-lose attitude. Like, I guess he's trying to correlate that with Atlanta. Hey, man, we ain't got nothing to lose. We in here in hot Atlanta. We're going to let it fly. But I'm like, man, don't you understand, man? We got young kids getting kicked off of college for gambling. We got scared. We got pro players. Like, you just going to put it out there. Hey, man, you know what? Let me tell you an old folklore about my dad. Like, Arthur, man, do we do we need to look into you? You got any burner accounts? You that you that deep friend? You had a father that went out and got 30 grand. But that, you know what? That's one of the stories that people in the sports gambling world, you live for that one. Okay. But yeah, I thought I'd share that with you. What do you got, Jonas? One in a million. Oh, of course. Well, hell, it's one of a million to be a, a have one of these only 32 jobs and your dad is a FedEx, the founder. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 no wonder he can draw up these plays. Like, man, we could be, we could be suck. I fired. This is my dream. I'm okay. He's in the wheels somewhere, you know. He's getting a little bit of residue from them next day overnight deliveries. They didn't raise the price on that stuff too, by the way. You know, you never pay attention to it till you have to use it business wise. Like, man, I guess that jet fuel is expensive. Like, damn, sending somewhere overnight in Texas that'd be seventy eight. Get there before 11. No, nah, man, it needs to get there. If I say it needs to get there at 9.25 a.m., it should be there at 9.25 for that amount of money. Oh, Arthur. You got a lot of money in Atlanta, man. Arthur, from being a son of FedEx, the owner is the is, is the co-o and the CEO and the founder of, I think, is it, Bill, is it, was it Home Depot or Builder Square? Which one? Builder Square is uh, so Depot. old school. I thought it was Home Depot. See, I'm old enough to know what Builder Square was, too. I love it. It's nothing like the smell of wood. Pause. But it's not when you walk into when you when you walk into those and I'm not sawdust. A, yeah, well that is that yeah. what you call it, John? Sawdust. There's when you walk into those you know, and I'm not a handyman by no means, but when you walk into those home depots, a hardware store. Hardware yeah. man, that smell just like whew. I've been noticed that when I was just even younger. I don't know if it's just me. You know another no, thing? It's, it's real. It's real? Let me know if it's this. And a little sidetrack. We'll get back to preseason. You know what? If I'm, if I'm, and this is something that I've been wondering. Like, is it just me or does anybody else feel that way? Like, is it me? Is it just me? But, you know, this happened on the way earlier. Coming back to the studio. I had to run some errands. My mind goes and gets to thinking the worst. Every time I go to a gas station to put gas in the car... And there's one of those big 18-wheeler gas things that are filling up, putting more gas, and they have the pipe. Uh-huh. I, I hate being there when those things are there. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, dude, all it takes 
is for some dumbass to either be by, got a lighter, throw out a cigarette, we got this heater, somebody makes a mistake, and then like you won't even know it's coming and the whole place blows up. Why my mind goes there every time while I'm pumping gas and I get nervous? I wonder is that just me? But that crosses my mind all the time. And I'm not even and to me, I don't know why my mind thinks that way, because I'm not even a that's some final destination stuff. And I don't even watch them movies. I don't even like that stuff. Does that ever cross your mind, Joe? Does that just seem like you back me up on the way? You're like, no, that's normal. But is that normal to think? I just, it's only when I see those big gas ass tanks filling up right there, I'm thinking, like, why do I need to come here now? Well, not that exact scenario, but yes, um, where you can kind of, where you kind of factor like, or this could be really scary. Or if you, you find know? somebody, you pull up and you're pumping gas and three down, somebody's using their phone. Like when they tell you you're not supposed to be on your cell phone while pumping I they gas. Busted that on MythBusters. Nah, man, I don't listen to your generation. I, I was grown up to know to be off the. Ever since I knew what a cell phone was, I know that you ain't supposed to be on a cell phone while you pumping gas at the same time. I don't know where you talking about. They dispel that. I ain't taking that word. Nah, damn with MythBusters. I'm gonna be like, what's Safe Busters? Like, damn with all that. Like, I ain't doing that. Because I've been before. But like, hey man, you can get off the phone. I've done that before. Like, hey man, I don't. Ain't time to experiment with my black ass. Turn off the phone if I'm here pumping gas. Now the one that gets me is uh, especially down here on these Texas highways, and uh, you're down here in San Antonio for listeners elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But you got those. those overpasses that go something like 200, 300 feet up in the air. Yeah. And you're all the way up. And traffic's dead stopped there at oh, 5.30. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. sitting there at the top of it. Yeah. And then you see, and you, and you can't move anywhere. And then you just see a big old 18-wheeler pull up behind you. And he has to put on the brakes. Sitting right at the top of it all. Yeah. I mean, you mix And you're way up yeah. there. And you're just like, if there was any time for this to collapse, it would be now. See, it's just it different scenarios, but it's still that final destination, my thought. But anyway, all right, back to football. Sorry about that. It's Friday. Anyway, so again, what is the quarterback going to look like? And again, Texas's own Bijan Robinson. Now, I'm assuming we're going to see him some night. Man, I'm looking, you know, trying to get ready for the inf- uh, fantasy draft. I've, I've seen a lot of people have Bijan like, ranked very high. He's top five, yeah. Look, and you know what the reason why that is? Because I think, again, Atlanta and Tennessee, who else can I think of? Those are the only two teams that come to mind that you're really going to have the last of a dying breed, and that's the workhorse. Of course, with Derrick Henry, they still got a little bit of tread maybe left on them tires. And I think B. John Rock, I mean, who, I can't, who can name their backup? Who, who else is back there running with him? He's going to get a bulk of it. Cordell now. Patterson? Yeah, Cordell is another one of those. He's in, I put him in the same category almost as Jacoby Brissett. He's one of them bailout brothers. Well, you got the first three got hurt. We ain't got nobody in the practice squad. I'll run behind it. That, I mean, that's what he is. But, again, that's why they got him ranked because he's going to get a hell of a carry. So those will be tonight. And then this weekend, just moving through them quickly. Now, you said something you think. Now, you've heard, and I haven't heard that. You said in the Buffalo and Pittsburgh game, we're expecting to see starters on both sides of this game? Yeah, that was scrolling across the bottom ticker last night watching the Browns-Eagles. Uh, we already know that the starters coming out there for the Steelers. And then the Bills are doing the same thing. Man, the really, the talk of the Steelers, man, been picking and pickings. Wait for those signs to come. They'll be generating if they already have it in Hinesville. Pickings and pickings. You mean picket signs? Pick, wow, picket signs. Funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a personal <laughs> shot. Well, you know what? It's more light on it. Brian Clark claims that he thinks pickings is better than Jefferson. He thinks that he has more upside. And that's LSU. And trust me, that's LSU on LSU crime. I mean, Brian Clark's a former Tiger. Um, I don't know about all that. I think, you know, it's one of those situations where Mr. Pickett, 
the quarterback. He's coming into year two. Um, in that first preseason game, I mean, he looked – they looked pretty good. I, I would I'll be honest with you, I think the Saints took the cake for the best opening drive with the ones in all of preseason week one. And Pittsburgh had played their game a little bit before that, a uh, day or so before that. And I think that Pittsburgh, they looked pretty damn good with Pickett considering this is the second year with their starter receivers. It's going to come down to health. And, again, Pittsburgh, everything that they're about – is really, I guess, how good their season's going to be or how, you know, successful really to me comes down to the other side of the ball and the health of Mr. T.J. Watt. I, I think if he can stay healthy, I think automatically, and they and I forgot my young man that they drafted uh, this this year too. I forgot. I think he was, uh, he was a, first of all, I like the tight end. He's an experiment, but they got the tight end, that tall tight end out of Georgia. But there was a defensive player that slips my mind that they drafted. I, I think their, their defense is going to be there and I'm eager to see what their secondary looks like you know and that's been one of their weak points in my opinion over the last couple of years I know they got Mike Fitzpatrick down back there but they haven't spent enough capital in my opinion back on the secondary and corners but Pittsburgh's another team in the north no one's talking about a lot of people are somebody's got to finish last in that division and I've heard more people pick Pittsburgh to finish last than they have Cleveland I think nobody has a, you know, that ain't true, Calvin. I've, I, on the national scale, I've seen people, Pitts, people, ain't nobody picking Pittsburgh to do anything. I mean, because when you're looking at division, you're looking at Deshaun with Cleveland coming back. You're looking at Baltimore, which I think is probably getting the most love in that division because of Lamar, the new offensive system. And there you go. But somebody's going to have to finish last. But I think in that particular one, yes, you could definitely put that one on as a must-see over the weekend if all the starters are playing. Kansas City, like I said, Andy Reid said the starters are playing probably for a half. You can tell because in the desert they got them favored seven and a half in a preseason game. That lets you know that he's rolling with those stars. You want to come out of here healthy. That's the main thing. And then you've got the Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, diarrhea of the mouths in the offseason. We're going to see if some of this head coach and this coordinator have constipation of the brain, but they've had diarrhea of the mouth, and they're playing the Seattle Seahawks. The stock on Seattle is starting to rise. It's starting to go up. Okay. Um, you know, you have UTSA, UTSA's own Tyreek Woolen. I mean, I mean, Jonas was letting me know Pete Carroll the other day said that he's one of the most talented players that he's ever coached. Or something along those lines. I mean, go look at some of the players that Pete Carroll and coached and some of the defensive players. That's a high praise from a young man out of UTSA. And we're finally getting UTSA because a lot of people would say, oh, uh, what is that? They would say university. Of- yeah, well, you even heard it last night uh, with Charles Wiley, but Texas San Antonio. That's what it is. Yeah. I think Lewis Riddick should be a GM, by the way. Lewis Riddick of the Four Litter Network, former GM of the Giants, he said UTSA because he gave Tyreek. Matter of fact, he's picking them. And look, I'm look. You would think sooner or later the 49ers are going to take a step back. Just hit a little bump in the road, okay? This division, the more I think about it, the more Seattle is popping up. Because I told you within a year or two, if it's not this year, next year, they're going to have – I think they're going to have one of the best secondaries in National Football League. Okay? Um, I think it was smart bringing a guy like Bobby Wagner back, even though I don't think Bobby has anything left in the tank. Because, you know, Russ got all the criticism last year about looking slow and done. I saw Bobby with the Rams last year, too. He looks like I could beat Bobby in maybe a 40-yard dash. Maybe not, but I could try. But it's smart to bring him back around a young group to let them know what it means to be a Seahawk. Now, Geno Smith, 
what is it going to be? Is he going to take Is we going to be like, uh-oh, the real genesis. You got the money now. You the man. How do you act? Last year was house money. They were supposed to be trashed last year. Russ left everything, and Russ struggled. That Every week, Russ struggled made it a lot more easy on Geno. This year, he got that $100 million-plus extension. They're young and they're talented. You got Pete Carroll down there, 70 years old, over 70, throwing around, running 40-yard routes at practice, a video service. He's running scout team, throwing footballs. He's just a lot of energy in Pete Carroll. That's what they call him, surfboard Pete. They got the Cowboys. Seattle's about a seven-point favorite in that one, so that lets me know Seattle's going to be playing some starters. Now, Dallas, we know there's no Dak. Uh, probably not going to be any Micah Parsons. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be out. And again, we're going to have a good sample size this season of the guys that did the teams that didn't play anybody in preseason and the teams that went and played. I know in Colorado, they already have a sample size of what it looked like last year when Hackett didn't play anybody in the preseason. Hey, Russ, you got a photo shoot? Well, you shooting that Sudwick? Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. We got it. Tell, tell Sierra I said hi. Bunch of cupcake stuff going. Hack it. Nobody played. We saw what it, now you get more starters. I mean, like I said, Sean talking about 25, 30 snaps, 30 snaps. Now, if somebody gets hurt, all hell's going to break loose. Like, this is going to be like, why the hell are you playing 30 snaps? It's like a no-win situation. And before that happens, I won't play Monday quarterback. I'm down with this. They need it. And if it takes them two or three times to score against the 49ers, leave their ass out there until you get it right. And then you even got Monday night action coming up, which we'll have time to talk about that on Monday. Um, New Orleans and Chargers, that's going to be an interesting one. I'm pretty sure you'll see Derek Carr once again for a little bit. Um, you have the Vegas Raiders against those Rams. Patriots, how does Jordan love another section out there? I'll really see, is this really what the offensive line of Green Bay is telling me, or do they just look that good? I think Green Bay's offensive line has a chance to be one of the tops, and that's why a lot of people, I haven't bought into that yet, but a lot of people feel that Jordan Love can just be average, that the Packers could be a playoff team. And then we've got your guy, Jonas Baker Mayfield, taking on the Jets. How is the Jets and this offensive line going to look like since Solid decided to show out for the cameras? We're trying to change the culture. We're, we're kind of up front. If I was one of them linemen, I'm like, man, well, didn't you ask Coach us last season solid? Don't act brand new because Aaron's in here. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.